Nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. What you base your happiness around? Material women and large people. No ideas original episode five. Episode five. Yeah. We did a whole month. That's what I have to say. Five weeks went mad quick, right? Well, yo, son, listen, man. Being on lockdown, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got nothing else to do. Five weeks to go by quick. But I, I enjoy it, man. The week, these weeks have been good. It's been good to, to build with family. It's been good seeing my just how the kids grow, just to see how they do shit, how my yeah. wife and stuff, yeah. and even myself, man. So what you did this week so far? How was the week? Week was good. You know, dialysis was good. Um, my treatments were great. That's good to hear. You know what I'm saying? And no, 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 no bullshit going on there. You know what I'm saying? With people being sick or nothing like that. So they really on top of good. The cleanliness and. The, the, the protocol of how we're coming in, wearing a mask, make sure you get your temperature before you come Good. in, make sure you got no temperature, Good. or you got no fever, none of that, so they all sharp, they, 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 they sharp with that. Yeah, that's good to hear. My mom's friend got um, caught coronavirus going to the emergency room. Same word, yo, yeah. so many people I know, whether by friend or otherwise, and you actually died from it, honestly, or how, they, how they're listing it, and people are sick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm even concerned about my sister a little bit who's out there, you know, on the best of terms, but she's a she's a, like a cab driver. Oh. And she's driving people Coming back in contact. Yeah, it's so. crazy, yeah. Yeah. My mom said she's all right, but that's you know, until I hear from her. Yo, did you watch the, um, the Risen and Premier Battle? Did I ever? Come um, on, bro. <laughs> we had a, that right we there. Had, we had our predictions, and but I don't know. Our, our songs came out. That's true. That's I, true. Just to get a rep, when I heard um, above, above, um, above, above the clouds, the clouds yeah. yeah, above the clouds, like yeah, they played it, yeah, 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 fire. That's a Yo. classic joint, man. And shout out to Deck on that. See, say Deck is underrated. underrated yeah, Deck is real underrated. I'm a, yo, I'm a, um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that was closer than what I anticipated it being. And I don't know. It's to me, it's debatable. To me, it's debatable. And I say that because. RZA had the garbage sound system, but once RZA actually fixed his sound system yeah. up, a lot of stuff I was like, "Damn, yo, RZA really took us through some some changes." I was starting to forget, like, "Oh shit, he did do that." Exactly. But then I heard there's a little there's a little skirmish about what the the ODB shimmy joint. He it didn't actually do yeah. Fourth Disciple. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't produced by him. He was actually doing that, but he, you kind of get the aura of what what RZA was putting out there. He, you know what he and, did, and he kept he. Cause I was starting to once, once Premier went to Dwick, I was like, yo, that's his crown jewel. Mm-hmm. What he got after that? But I started, yo, he got crazy MOP shit we ain't here, yeah. crazy underground shit we ain't here. Yeah. But I didn't think he was gonna let that out. I mean, well, you see, he played the most deaf joint. He, could, he yeah. played the most deaf joint. I forgot about that. Yeah. Nah, it was yo, it was thoroughly. I bought that album. That album was dope. Yeah, it was thoroughly entertaining. I'm not gonna front. I had a, a good time. I watched that. Then I think what is it Saturday the 18th we got Babyface and Teddy Riley, that's gonna yeah, be that's fire. Gonna be, what would you think about French Montana's <laughs> and Jim Jones? They going crazy. And then you got Ja Rule yeah. in 50. That's gonna start. Ja, start yo, look, look, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you this: Ja Rule versus 50. Ja Rule got a lot of hit records. Sure. A lot, a lot of hit records. So if we talking hits that'll be closely, closely contested. I don't know. I think Ja Rule has fell out of favor with the people. So just by that alone, yeah, he may take the L. 50 but... has fans. Yeah. Despite the music, 
his him him his persona has already drawn enough fans. That regardless he of the shit music, got the shit going on. Yeah, he got the shit going on. Ja Rule kind of so like he, now a mascot for hip hop. Like people so got the shit going on. They can, they can only keep it music. Yeah, you can't even keep. You know what I'm saying? The, the other thing that I did last week that I thought that was it was dope, and it makes me think about when we were talking about the DJs and the um, cash apps. Right. DJ Envy did a fundraising effort called right. I Love the DJs and he had like raised, a whole they raised, they raised yeah, some money they, raised, they raised over 100 racks he had the whole day lined up with different DJs so I you know I tuned in I tuned out right. but the two DJs that I did watch and I was like oh shit they light years better than everybody else Kid Capri they put Kid Capri on first and then they put DJ Scratch on after Kid Capri you heard his name in tapes just like yo I wonder what it was yo and now we get to see the nigga live. Yeah. Kid Capri <laughs> in was his living room, just, re- just doing regular. Exactly. They was rocking sets without popular records. All the other DJs they had on was dudes who play on the radio, so all right. the radio songs they was playing. But um, I think after DJ Scratch, I think it may have been Camillo, or somebody came on and they acknowledged. I think it was Camillo, or I forget what the other dude is. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name But they came, he came on And he acknowledged He was like Yo people know me For rocking clubs And partying yeah. That's what we gonna do I'm gonna rock the club We gonna party But Kid Capri And DJ Scratch Yo DJ Scratch Was like Light years ahead Of all these other dudes When it comes to scratching Mixing His sound it, 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 His sound crazy. for music and, and if you ever listen To a Scratch set His selection He can go anywhere With it son Yeah He can go anywhere And coming back And the fact that, he, that He's He's a showman. And yo, don't forget, too, Top the of the dude's, line, a, dude's a producer, too. Yes, and he sir. only played one record that he produced. He played um, Rampage. Actually, and I'm anticipating a Scratch album with Planet Asia. I heard in the wire. I like that, and it's dope. Mm-hmm. Rice, Rice got an opportunity to work with Planet. Planet, Planet, yeah. Planet from that Fresno, California, that West Coast area. Ain't got mad love from New York, because, you know, he's 5% too. I'm sure that lends a little... Extra up to it, but yeah. the guy's nice. And yeah. Scratch, like you said, Scratch is a producer. It's nice yeah. too. Yeah. Then the other thing that I did this week that somebody tipped me off to the hype behind Love Is Blind. You ever watch that? Love Is Blind. What's that? So on, on Netflix. So Love Is Blind, and I I know a lot of people have seen it. Love and Blind is on Netflix, and it's Nick Lachey and his wife yeah. that they they set up a, a social experiment where. Uh, um, how you call it? A couple, a male and a female, they talk through pods and can't see each other and interact with each other for a number of days. And then somebody <laughs> proposes to a person, and then after they propose to the person and the person agrees, they actually meet the person. And then I, I forget how many days it actually is that they have to get married. So it shows them with first having in the pods. This, and, and they no, they in the pods just having conversations, getting to learn each other right. first. And then after they get out of the pods, they I think they went on vacation. They okay. lived together, met the family, all that shit or whatever. So stages. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was like ten episodes. And yo, it was it was actually a pretty decent show. Yeah. What made it a decent show was just the just the whole social experiment around if people actually fall in love based on getting to know somebody emotionally, spiritually. Versus, Remember, when versus you meet attraction. You, when you meet whoever we've met, there's always the initial attraction. And then once the initial attraction gets past that, then it's about how do how we you connect? Yeah, you connect. Yeah, you communicate. Yeah, how you connect? Of course, the the, the cliche, cheesy, the shit you got in common. 
But then it it goes beyond that, yeah, son. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, Can you live with a motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> they had, I feel like it was like four or five couples at the end. And out of the four or five couples, what happened was they go to the altar. And yeah. when you get to the altar, the person has the opportunity to say, both of them say whether they do or they don't. And that's it. It wasn't, yo. Put it on the altar. Yo, real, real shit. For me, the people who said I don't, it wasn't surprising because throughout the throughout it, it was it was, it was telltale signs there that you was like, nah, this person ain't really feeling this person. Like it was one woman who refused to be intimate with the dude. Um, so we knew because all the other couples was getting intimate. We knew that she was just like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to let the physical aspect ruin our relationship. Yeah, it's when you hate, like, I shouldn't give me <laughs> Yo, so that one I knew off the back. I'm like, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. And then there was another woman who. Because they were in those pods and they couldn't see each other, they had basically had this one-on-one time through the wall mm-hmm. with all these other people. And there was this other one woman that was so stuck on this other dude mm-hmm. that she, the whole time she spent talking to like the other dude, like, oh, you know, you know, you let me on. I didn't think you would go for the other yeah, woman. And you this flirt. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, it was it was a it was an interesting show. You know, it's honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. It's something that I probably wouldn't have watched if we yeah. weren't on quarantine. <laughs> but I watched Yo, it and it was high Quarantine, they already got a poll out there, man. Every day, average Netflix, eight hours straight. Yeah. Of download because of the binging. Eight hours. Yeah, I watched those. That means you watched three days. I say average episode on Netflix, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Eight to yeah. eight plus episodes. Now I see why people are going through Seasons. <laughs> oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah. Alright, so um we should have probably did this at the beginning, but we'll we'll do it now. So, you know, we actually have I wanna give a shout out and thanks to um straight bangers. The beat Down. that you guys are gonna hear, you know, on this when you listen to this is produced by straight bangers. Shout out to Rachi and Rice, two good dudes. They got big plans. Up, bro. Yeah, plans in the works to do some other big things. They're gonna be releasing an album also. As soon as I get the exact date for um, the release of the new album, nice. we'll make sure that we um, we send yes, it to you. Yes, and then we got um, Brothers Body Bomb also. Brothers Body Bomb. Sponsoring. Keeping you know, it real for you, Ashley Brothers. This is a good, this is a real good product. Keep your hands, you know what I'm saying, for brothers that, you know, that out there doing whatever you're doing, your hands get all cracky and all that. Listen, man, keep, keep, your skin is, a, is, 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 your, is one of your most important cells, man. Facts. You know what I mean? So keep your skin right, dude. Yeah. So this this um this episode, I want to give a disclaimer first. Like, yo, by no way are we financial advisors. <laughs> we're not, yo. We're not financial advisors. Listen, man. We just want to talk about. And money is a funny thing, man. Exactly. We just want to talk about a little bit in terms of our experiences as it relates to finances. So what inspired me to have this conversation is that, you know, my wife and I own and operate an organization, Harris Hands Community Services. You know, we provide nice. services to individuals with developmental disabilities. Mm. Um, nice. And a lot of our staff seem to not really embrace all of the benefits that are at their disposal. You know, benefits by way of health insurance, life insurance, just different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first I thought it was because of the age, because we have a number of staff that are probably under the age of 30. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the older staff, the staff that's older than 30, some of them just don't understand financially 
the benefits Good. that you have exactly. as an employee that are right at your the disposal. Yeah. But you but you know but you know what that comes from? It comes from a mindset of just thinking, I just go to work. That's it. And whatever I get on my check is the only thing that's that I all need I, to be that's all I'm about. worth. A so, bit of, but see that that's a that's an old mentality of I bear the fruits of my labor. It's coming from sharecropper. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I go out there. This is what I'm worth. I, I go mean, home, yeah. and that's what I'm happy with. Yeah. And we don't learn nothing about that, especially when it comes to the dollars. We talking about dead presidents, which is pretty much what we talking about: dead presidents and money. Do we even know the presidents? Yeah, no people. I guarantee George you. George Washington. Know. No people <laughs> even know them people, man. And them presidents, half of them motherfuckers, most of them were masons. But most of them are all slave owners. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And this is what we, you know what I'm saying, we trying to use this 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 material to do the things we want to do entrepreneurially mm-hmm. or just give a different thing. But back to your point, most people don't know that they have benefits or what the benefits can do. Let me tell you something. I learned a lot working for some Fortune 500 companies, man. And from that perspective, when it comes to health benefits, the things that they offer, once you start getting in, you find like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I got this too. Yeah, yeah. You go in before you know it. I tell you, when I my first kidney transplant was one hundred percent covered. By, yeah, but that's because you took the time to educate Son, yourself. Right, I took the yeah. time to educate myself, and then one thing leads to another. If you know wherever you work and you pair up right with your coworkers, you find out you learn from yeah. your peer group. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so we want to talk about. Um, Things we feel financially that adults should have. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about why you need credit, or you know, what is good credit, or do you need credit? We're gonna talk about the difference between renting versus owning, the pros and cons. Um, we're gonna talk about is it acceptable to blow a bag, or if people have ever blown a bag and what that looks like. Man, we all um, blown a bag. I blow you know, somebody. And then we, and then the other thing is we're gonna have a couple of entrepreneurs calling and talk a little bit about their experience. That's dope. So, just so off, you know, off the rip, what are some things you think that an adult, an absolute adult, that you should have financially? Well, financially, you should have a bank account. Open some bank accounts. I had that on my list. Also. Open up account or 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 a, um. Uh, what am I thinking about? A pay card. That no, a credit union. Open up account with a credit union, man. Somewhere you can stash money. And just leave it. Allow it to grow interest. Find out what the interest rates in some of these credit unions because they have an interest rate. When I first started dibbling and dabbling with having money make money, it was a um, individual I worked with, and she was just like, hey, Rob, throw your money over there. Watch what to do. <laughs> I said, what? She said, trust me. Just what you got? You got some of your money in your pocket? You got money in your account? Throw $50 over there. And in a month's time, let's see what happens. She yeah. said, look, it grew a nickel. She said, you know, there's a, then she started telling me the percentage on a dollar, da, 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 and it started mm-hmm. to increase. If you leave it there, don't touch it, yeah. after a while, what it does, I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even do nothing. Yeah. And that's I told you when I met homeboy from T. Rowe Price, and he put me on to the little things you put me on to, the mm-hmm. tickets and all that. That's why I was like, there's multiple ways of making cash, man. Yeah, you put your money to work for you. Get a bank account, checking account, savings account. You know, I learned things hard. You know what I mean? I blow money and then find out, oh, I had to blow that. I had to do it that way. I I mean, that's most of, most of us learn from experience, though, you know what right? Saying? So, yeah, absolutely. You have, yeah. you, you have to you have to burn, I guess, to know, know how hot shit is. So, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good tool to learn from, man. Um, it is 
uh, another good thing about that just most people should have adequate health care. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, find out what your job offers. Or if you're an entrepreneur, you can go out to the market and you can select. Mm-hmm. But what you got to base that upon, in my in, just in my opinion, base that upon what you are making. Now, there was a period where I was working for a company and I didn't have medical benefits. So I had to go out and outside the market. Yeah. At that time, I was that doing Uber. That about that. <laughs> Son, I was doing Uber and I needed it because I needed my pharmaceutical care. Not mm-hmm. so much the care if I needed to go to the hospital. That I was taken care of. But my pharma, my pharmaceutical needs were important because it was helping me protect the kidney. Mm-hmm. And those drugs, you're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars. My program, yeah. my program was two grand for yeah, thirty dollars supply. Yeah. But with your benefits, it's forty dollars. Yeah. So you start bugging like, how that work? So I was doing Uber to pay that. Now you go out to the market, you got you got a healthcare, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Kaiser Permanente, all that. As an entrepreneur, you can choose. But remember, there are deductibles that you have to pay. Now, if you're a family, remember, you got a whole crew. So the, so the deductible is like, you be like, hold on. Before you can anything kicks in, I got to pay that. 500. Wow. Yo, I'm going to tell you the crazy shit at, um, at our, our agency. But it teaches you how you got to balance your, 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 your paper. So... If you are an entrepreneur, you gotta have multiple streams of income just to supplement healthcare. Yeah. You at gotta our, have a stream of income that's dedicated to that shit. Yo, at our agency, we got over a hundred employees, and out of out of a hundred employees, less than ten people actually select the health insurance, and we pay 10%. a substantial portion towards. I think for family, we pay fifty percent. Blue Cross Blue Shield. We pay fifty percent for family, and I think for single, we pay seventy. See, and I'm making that face because. I know what Blue Cross Blue Shield offers. Yeah. If you read, the, you just got to read. And here we go. This is back to knowledge, man. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this, this, all our episodes, we're going to talk, that's going <laughs> to always be there. The thing. The, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Knowing. Yeah. And man. I hate to say this, and I, I might say this multiple times, people don't know that they don't know. But you have to, you have to force, you have to put stuff out there. Create a bulletin. Put something up there. Yeah. Yo. That's healthcare. Put it on a big orange yeah. piece of paper. You got healthcare. You know think, that, right? Think, think, think of it this way, though. The government actually imposed the penalty. So when you go to file your taxes, they ask you, like, yo, you have healthcare. You know, what are these people covered yeah. as a result of it? But a lot of the staff only think about they go to work and they think about only the bottom line, like how much I bring home. So people are reluctant. And, and I want to and I want to say also. Because I don't, you don't know what people's financial circumstances are. People are reluctant you know, to with have the banking, the living situation, exactly the seventy-five plays, to eighty-five dollars that they check all that for. Plays a, a plays but the flip side of it is, if you are, if you're unwilling to have that money deducted out of your check, and you got to do emergency room visit or a hospital stay, that's thousands and thousands of dollars. And bills just, that people have racked just up. Just if if you decide to get in an ambulance, that's three hundred. Once you step foot, yeah, you ain't put nothing on your arm for blood pressure. He ain't check nothing. That, that shit like that's a, the like cab ride, ride, son. Yeah, three hundred. <laughs> that shit like a limo, like a limo ride. And every XL. son, that's it. Three hundred, you come out your pocket. So you wanna with your benefits, that ride might be ten dollars. Yeah. 
It might be twenty dollars. Might even be fifty dollars. And they give you health insurance companies give you a breakdown of what it actually costs and what your insurance is taking yeah. off of. Cause I tell you, going to dialysis. About nine grand a day. That's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. So, and I'm saying to myself, God, damn, every time I sit in this chair for four hours, someone just made nine grand. Yeah. yeah. For four hours. But people are, people are reluctant to pay the money for health. And I think people hear numbers like that and they get scared and they don't want to deal with it. If mm-hmm. I get sick, you did, you did, nah, nah, right now you need good health care, you need great support. And trust me, there's a difference in healthcare. And Janelle, my wife, would be as a prime example. Because one time she seen me when I when I first when I went to the hospital one time, it was like, well, God damn, what type of benefits you got? Yeah, like I had the I had, the, I had yo, I was <laughs> drinking like this, son. Versus when you go to, and I sometimes I think it's demographically too. Of course, the, where, where, where you go to the doctor at mm-hmm. because. Them niggas won't even give you no water, fuck around, something to drink. Yeah. That plays a you part. So, so you, so you need lunch. to know. Yeah, son, yeah. you need to know, man. And it's out there, but people take more chances on their generational living or how they've been taught to live mm-hmm. or what their circumstances are. They don't even inspire to take a leap yeah. of faith sometimes. You know, what's, you know what's fucked up about that, though, is that you think about it. So you have no health insurance. Then you get in a circumstance where something happens. And then afterwards, that's when people be like, damn, I need to get insurance. Right. And then the health insurance is like, yeah, this is a pre-existing condition. Why would we insure you? I got denied afterwards. because of that shit. Yeah. For, law, for um, long-term disability, um, they said, nah, sir, show the records. And where, where it screwed me up was a doctor kind of reiterated. I was going through the whole process until he mentioned, oh, so you was in Maryland too. Mm-hmm. What happened there? And then uh, once they put it in, it means that it was like this nigga put the Connecticut <laughs> record. Oh, my Maryland records, like we was out of there. And once, um, forgot who, who it was, but once they seen that, they mentioned pre-existing condition. Condition, yeah, yeah, that pre-existing. They don't want to help you, man. You gotta be on your own, which puts back responsibility back in my pocket. And now. I have to I have to think like alternatively. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I gotta think uh, You just get a different set oh, of priorities. Yeah, right? oh yeah, yeah, just just thinking holistically and thinking yeah. other ways of there's more than one way to skin a cat, so yeah. that's how I live. What else you got on your list? Look, so you got your health care, you got your bank accounts, life insurance. My wife puts me on a life insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um you need that in case, you know, the inevitable time comes. They gotta bury you. Casters cost ten grand, yeah. or better, than if you want to plot. How you want to go? She always asks me that. How you want? You want? You want me? You want to be laid to rest as a Muslim? What are you? She said, what are you? You're Christian? You're Muslim? <laughs> and I say, Yo, babe, I'm, 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 I'm so I'm a free walk. I'm a free walk. I'm a free thinker, man. Yeah. I got all this knowledge around me. And I'm just in a kid in the candy store because I like I like to read, yeah. I like to learn. I had that I had it on my list also. Like all this you gave me, yeah, I had that too. I think the reason why I had life insurance on my list is like um sadly I had probably within the last five years, three people in my family pass. And seeing so many people pass, you know, a lot of times I've been involved with the planning of the funeral. So I've gone to funeral homes and I've sat down with um, you know, their significant others. Right. And I've seen the cost associated with some of this stuff and I'm like, God damn, like yo, like you yeah. said, like ten thousand dollars for a casket, there's embalming fees, 
There's um preparing the body. There's picking up the body. There's transportation. There's so the much dressing, shit the, the, yeah, the, associated the, the, with the, it. The logistics of it. Yeah. The to and fro. What church? What yeah. venue? The afterwards. Yeah. The costs. The costs associated with it. For me, life insurance is important because I think when you pass away, whoever your significant other is, or who the per whoever the person is that's handling your affairs, is vulnerable, and they actually have um like a document that you're supposed to. The funeral directors ask people to sign saying that they're not they're not purchasing these products under duress. Right. But people are vulnerable and they be, they get roped into, I want to give my family member the best send-off. So you can sit down and have good intentions for all the shit that you want to do, and then they give you the bill and they be like, yo, this is this is sixty thousand dollars <laughs> or whatever associated with it. You know. Excuse me. Um for me. I don't want, and I see, you know, and, I, and again, I'm saying this not to be disrespectful to people, but if something happened to me, I don't want my family to feel like, damn, like, yo, we got to do a GoFundMe, or we got to do nah, fish fry, no or go any of that shit. GoFundMe, what's that, two years old? Come on, son. <laughs> GoFundMe? Yeah. I, they, I, how can I say this? In respect to things like GoFundMe, they're... they're a charitable situation where stuff like remember old school about you have a rent party or something yeah cause someone is really in need of it yeah yeah it's times when it's appropriate it's times when it's, it's appropriate. appropriate that part of living should always be a part of of your you know what I'm saying yeah we're not gonna be all here forever you know what I'm saying and when you're forming a family those are things you gotta be that's, that's on the table too but yeah, I we, just don't not, want my, not want my wife to, that. to have to allow to anybody to, to take care. You know, yeah, we gotta get accustomed to, to that. And that's that's yeah. life insurance is is a is a big thing, man. What I think um that's really it. My 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 ideas around money and how you maintain it. You know, have multiple streams of income. You know what I'm saying? Always be inspired to learn and do something else because you never know who you're going to meet, who you may come in contact with that may deserve the talents or something that you've learned over yeah. a, a course of period. You'd be like, oh, I can, I can fill in for that role yeah. for a quick a quick uh, little while. Uh, yeah. My, on, on my list, I had, I had the health insurance. I had the life insurance. I had the bank account. So we right there with those three, definitely. Have, that's, that's what kept me afloat. Having, <laughs> listen, I've been a single guy for a long time. I went in our relationships, and this, and, and when I'm when I'm in now is my most committed, because this is where my life ends. This is Yo. it. I'm not going no further. All the date shit is done. So, um, you're not gonna be on Love Is Blind. No, no, no. <laughs> but to maintain the lifestyle that I had, almost 45 years of my life, 44 years of my life, make some money. Have multiple areas of money, so you ain't got to keep digging in one pot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And when shit hit the rant, your fan, you got something right there where you can reach for it mm -hmm. and get you out of it, so you can keep the ball still going. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. It's all about having just pot. You know what I'm saying just areas where yo look, you good over there, you go over there, and if you're just a good natured person, keep good energy around it because it's not really all about the money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's good having knowledge of the money, which my wife is, you know, kind of reteaching me again. I always mention her because how this shit I was just oblivious of, and I'm watching how she amassed what she does mm -hmm. in the capacity of how her life is. You know what I'm saying? It turned out just like, yeah. although you got this going over here, 
but you excel here. That ain't stopping. Yeah. One is not in- interfering with the, the next, other. That's the next one. Uh, the next thing I had, I had a source of income. Whatever that income may be, like that income, and a lot of people get it twisted. Income is not solely based on having a job. There are other ways to have different revenue streams. So you, but you gotta have at least some type of source. Of right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Some right, right, right. Then I got um, funds for retirement. So IRAs and stuff. Yeah, I even even if you do like a four hundred one k, a four hundred three b, I don't care if you do a savings plan. What people don't realize, my uncle. You know, God rest his soul, he passed away. But he used to say this for the longest. He's like, yo, Social Security going away. Social Security going away. Yeah, who, who knows? By the time we come so, That's what I say. Social Security probably be, be like going $3. away. But I want people to think about this. Have you ever gone to, like, the um, the supermarket or something like that? And you'd be like, damn, yo, the cashier is, like, 80 years old ringing me up. You know, the cashier may be able to collect Social Security or have some other kind of income, income coming in. But based on their circumstances, they may not necessarily have enough money to meet ends meet. So the workforce, when you start talking about a workforce of people that's like 21 years old coming in the game, if you put only $10 away, a check towards your retirement, ideally you should put more. But if you only put $10 away, mm-hmm. at least when it comes time to retire, yeah, you have some years, kind of yeah, some kind of savings or something or whatever. So I got funds towards retirement. And 20, got, you think about 60 years. Yeah, 40 years. Yeah, right? and then I got um, credit. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize like your credit impacts your ability to purchase a home. Um, yeah, it, it, it gives you leverage for a lot of different yeah. things. Man. Your car insurance. They start looking at they looking at credit now in terms of for your um your car insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, so credit. A lot of people don't have. You know, they 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 don't really take into consideration having credit. Now, to me, credit. Um, it's interesting, like, you know, my oldest son and my daughter both have sort of stuck their toe in the pool of credit cards. My oldest son, he got two cards, and he's real disciplined with them, you know, like, we have conversations with him as it relates to money, you know, I talk to him about it, and what he does is he'll use his credit cards, but I always tell him, if you use them, you should pay them off at the end of the month. Like, a lot of people don't realize, for me, as I've gotten older, I realize, like, a purchase that I make on credit has to be a purchase that I have the ability to pay, to it pay off, off at the end of the month. month because I don't want to pay the interest associated with it. A credit card it should be used for emergencies. And if you do make a purchase on credit, you should have the ability to pay it off by the end of the, the month, month to prevent having to pay the interest. Bingo. Um, my daughter just got her first credit card. And it's, it's, you know, a low limit card. But I told her this is a good way to start actually developing your credit and to build your credit score. Now, I told her, because she's away and she's in Atlanta, I told her, you should only use your credit card for emergency situations. Only emergency situations. Now, look, I, look I've been 21 before, and I, had, I, and I had credit cards, and, you know, I made impulsive purchases with credit cards and stuff like that. And again, remember we said part of this. I know why you, I know why you it's, disclaimer. It's our learning experience as it relates to credit. But the beauty of it is that if you actually only use your credit cards in the event of emergency or to make small purchases that you can pay off, it gives you an opportunity to build your credit without taking on that massive there you go. Um, debt. There and you then go. I think the other thing about credit also that I'll say is that a lot of people don't realize, to me, it makes no sense to have, like there are people who have 
numbers of store cards, you know, like Macy's card and this, that, or whatever. By the way, store cards also have like the highest interest rates associated with it. You know, and I, a lot of people don't realize that the money that you're getting from credit cards is not free money, right? So they want you to make the minimum payment of five or ten dollars. You know, you pay them ten dollars or fifteen dollars. You know, you pay people will go out and purchase something for two or three hundred dollars and be paying it off. For five years. Because they pay <laughs> because the $10. Yeah, the minimum payment. They go, all I got to pay is $10. So, you know, credit is definitely one. And those are the things I have. Health insurance, life insurance, bank account, source of income, funds towards retirement, and credit. Do you, you know, what's your feeling on credit? Like, do you think that it's absolutely mandatory that a person has good credit? Mandatory? Or have good credit? Well, like I said, it helps in the leverage when you're, you're, someone's looking to loan you money. Because you want to buy a house or make a big purchase. So it, it, that that help, that strengthens the agreement or the relationship you have with the bank to have to show good rapport that you have a good credit. You pay your shit on time at large amounts. So people trust you with large amounts of money. So you're looking to get a bank loan for a hundred grand to fuck it, a hundred million. Whoever knows if the bank got it to give it to you. Mm-hmm. But and you're credit worthy. Right. And, and your history shows yeah. it. Yeah. And now you have a history that reflects it. Uh, absolutely, yeah. it does make it, make it makes perfect sense on having good credit. Now, does it always come into play? Of course, you live by the almighty dollar too. Mm-hmm. People still live with the money in the shoebox on the mattress. Yeah, as long as you got, you know, you you got that money, you got the the, the, the means to negotiate or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying you can do it that way too. Yeah, they had this like um. There's now workarounds where they, it's not a workaround, but it's more so like they force people to establish some type of credit or to establish how they actually have the money. So when you go to buy a house, mm-hmm. 50 grand can't magically appear in your account. They start asking you like, all right, where the money came from? Yeah, how'd you, how'd you amass how'd you, how you, Yeah, how you amass yeah so they, the they ask all that. The other thing I'll say about um, credit too that to me, I think a lot of people don't realize like that. And I'm, I'm not there yet, but there are people that are so disciplined as it relates to credit cards that they'll have one credit card and they'll have, they'll get points on it. So I've seen people who use their credit card the whole month to get cash back rewards, points, all kinds of stuff, all that stuff. And then at the end of the month, just pay their balance in full and then reap the benefits of whatever the card is. So if, you, if you're disciplined or if you have that kind of discipline, that is definitely a way to go. Yes, sir. You know, I I agree. <laughs> credit, That's all I'm gonna say. Your credit scores range from anywhere from 300 to 850. 800 and above is consor- considered an excellent credit score. Now, not a lot of people got above not a lot of people 800, got it. 800 credit score. But when you see it, it's like, oh shit, it exists. Most people score are uh, fall between like a six hundred and seven fifty. Six hundred seven fifty, yeah. That's like the that's, that's a average. good average, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the better the score. The better the, the interest rate you better get. Better interest rate you get, people are lending you some money. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there are people who um who they'll take a credit card and the interest rate is twenty five percent. Twenty five percent on a credit card is a really high interest rate, but people wanna have the ability to say they have a credit card and they want instant gratification to be right. able to say, like, look, I put the plastic down and I got what I want. Right. So Yeah, that's that's something you have to you know to deal with. I was, I was, um, as we were, as I was thinking about this topic, also, you know, I got into renting versus owning, and mm. 
the popular opinion as it relates to this is that you know a person should own their home but personally i believe that there are pros and cons to owning a home so i actually put together a list right so when you own it when you own your home or you own property you have equity in an asset but it does require you to have some cash flow and a credit loan because you don't have your landlord. Remember when you live in an apartment, you got a landlord, your hot water heater break, your boiler go out, whatever it is, you just call the landlord and the landlord They'll come in. Yeah, and they take care of it. You live in a house, essentially you're the landlord. So when all that stuff goes, Sink break, you got to you have to replace refrigerator it. Refrigerator go down, you got to get a new one. <laughs> you have to pay a for A new it. refrigerator, freezer, hole in the wall, you got to call. It don't matter. You got to get the plumber. It's all on you. And they first step in your house with their nasty boots for like three fifty. <laughs> then you pay for the fucking service. service. Yep. And listen, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole different ballgame. So, I personally So, renting and owning, we're all owners. We should all aspire to be owners. That's the perfect way to say that we should aspire to own, but I'm all realistically not everybody can own. Aspire to be owners. Yeah. If renting is your comfort zone because of your lifestyle, how you live, and you think you're living comfortably, I know some people that they just they they, they live in the projects or they live where they're always paying rent. Mm -hmm. They don't. You can tell they don't desire. Or they may not want more, the responsibility associated they don't, with it. It's not even a desire. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They don't want to rake the leaves and, you know what I'm saying, mow the lawn and do snow plowing or just... Or pay, pay the 350 to have the service man. Right, son. You don't want to pay them fees. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to yeah. do all that too much, but because, like I said, it costs. Mm -hmm. The yeah. downfall to me, though, with renting, and again... I think it depends on where you are in your life financially, where you that are in your life in terms of the level of responsibility you yeah. wanna you wanna have. Because if you think about it, like if you rent, renting means that all the things we described, if it goes wrong, call your landlord, your landlord come in, your landlord to make the repairs or whatever. Fix everything. They give you landlord give you a new stove tomorrow. But the downfall with that though is that, and a lot of people don't realize is that if you're renting, whoever your landlord is or whoever owns the property. Chances are, they're getting money to pay whatever their mortgage loan is and making a profit off of you. Right. So there are people who own homes that their um, their mortgage may be, let's say it's $1,200 or $1,500 a month. And especially in New York City, this is something we should consider because the cost of rent is astronomical. And actually, right? New York is a lot of places where you're actually living under a landlord and opposed to a development. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where they got yeah. maintenance coming to go fix you. You living in a two-bedroom apartment for $2,000 that the person who actually owns the property is probably playing 1000 and they making a 100% markup on you as a result of it. You have no equity. It's not an asset for you. But it does if, you, if you're a person who you don't want the responsibility. You know, that that is the way to go. Me, personally, I, I do recommend that people own... But I accept and understand that financially, from a responsibility standpoint, there may not be people there, and it may be a process to get people there. Yeah, it's always it's always a challenge, man. Renting, there's there's a there's a there's a certain comfortability a comfortability about renting that, like you said, you don't have to worry about the uh, the, the repairs and the, stuff the like repairs that. Repairs and the, the the worrying about things breaking down and 
Because you'd be all over the house worrying about that. Yeah, it's but, very profitable but, 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 too to be a landlord. But, but, there, but there's, a, there's a certain comfort though in, in the likes of owning a home too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're a responsible person, you won't be breaking refrigerators. That's the fact. You know what I'm saying? You're taking right. care of stuff. You're, taking, you're, you're mowing your lawn. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? These are just human responsibilities of, of upkeep of your responsibility yeah. of yourself. So. Or you get checked. You got that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I used to mow the lawn. But now Stop. we got we got the H we got the HOA. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we, we, got the, we got the homeowners association. No Yeah,对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对
I think a lot of people that grow up in the hood fall victim to, and they may not even realize it, you know. Um, one of the biggest, to me, predatory pitfalls that people fall victim to is rapid refund. Now, a lot of people don't realize, like, um, Jackson Hewitt, H&R Block, I don't know if I, they I did that before. do it, but... You did it before? What, ever used them? Rapid refund. Oh, yeah, I've used them. Yeah, I used them. But I, I used them. I, I, I use. Jackson Hewitt and H&R Block probably when I was like in my early 20s. Yeah. Because I didn't know any better. Yeah. But then I read the fine print and I seen based on the fine print, I'm like, God damn, like if I'm supposed to be getting X amount of dollars back and they getting five or $600 out of it because of my own necessity to have the Just money the, right. the next day, I'm like, nah, this ain't for me. So then I had started doing my taxes myself, which was costing me maybe like $75. It was the same program that they were using. Right. And doing my and getting waiting, just waiting like two weeks and right. getting right. getting direct deposit. But people in the hood, out of the necessity of feeling like I need to get my money it's instantaneously, <laughs> yeah, it's, they get they get rock to it's, sleep. It's the draw for money. Like I tell, like I like we started off early saying, do we know these presidents that's on this money and who they are and how we got us. You gotta remember, and this is, and this is, I keep mentioning my wife because she's just a fucking money brain. Yo, she respects money. She has a respect for money. As you she don't it. hate it, and she don't let it control her. Yeah, it does what it's supposed it's meant to, to be do. A tool. That is it. Yeah, it's it is a, a fucking screwdriver and a hammer, mm-hmm. and it opens up doors and a, and it shuts doors shut <laughs> real fast, son. Yeah, you know what I'm cool. saying. And you gotta use it like that. And if you ask yourself, who else uses that money in the same way as it's a tool? You look on the damn money, it got a key and a scam on it. It's telling you to measure shit and shit to open shit. I learned so much about the dollar, who's on it, that I learned it from a different perspective when it comes to money because they use it as a, as a form of just like celebrity. That's the reason why they got them presidents on them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the presidents were all slave masters. Yeah. So here you're you chasing a slave master for some money that you want to go spend money on drinking, get your eyebrows done, your hair, whatever the case is, everyone is in the chase for paper. Yeah. But the real money, the real money is gold and silver. You don't have no material. You need yeah. some, you need Substance. Yeah. You need land. You need property. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and, and the other part of that, <clears throat> you know, diamonds, oil, all all the commodities which goes into the trading. I want to talk to you about the trading. You see people in the Middle East with. I was gonna tell you about the training and and start thinking about minerals, man. Because there's a lot of people that are using minerals out here at an abundant rate, man. I'm gonna start investing in minerals. Don't give that away. That's something we talk about off camera. <laughs> we talk about talk about that off camera. Cut. <laughs> we talk about that. So, um, yo, the other thing, though, that that you know, again, all of these things that's predatorial thing about it is the theme with it is instant gratification. Yeah. So rent rent a center like rent to own. Rent a center. Rent a center looking for oh, niggas the, now. They yeah. know what niggas, niggas is home now. Rent a center or get the get get. Oh my god. So Renner Center, every product that they have is overpriced vastly. Like I looked it up and a PlayStation that would usually go for maybe four hundred dollars, yeah. if you purchase purchase it through Renner Center, thousand dollars. Because what you pay like ten dollars a month. Because you're paying them ten dollars a month and the APR, which is different than interest, annual percentage rate, the APR on it, they make 
so much money off of all these other fees associated with it. They got thing niggas thinking because they paying ten dollars. Because you paying ten dollars, you get instant gratification. You could get it immediately, have it, enjoy it. So there are people who furnish their whole home. And everything. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking, not knocking. people for what people that's, do. That's I'm all. just trying to educate people and tell people at the end of the day. Renaissance is making a, they got to make a bread. They found the Look. loop. They figured. But you see, it's all psychology. Because you got to think that someone's going to not know that they're paying more for it because they think they're paying less. Because yes. they pay. But yo, check this out. Look at look, 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 look at this. That's I a, looked up. That's a, Renaissance. <laughs> I was like, yo, I wonder if Renaissance is publicly trading. Renaissance is publicly trading on the stock market. Renaissance is now currently at $17.10 a share. Their 15-week range fluctuates, right? So their low in 52 weeks was $11.69, and the high was $31.14. So in my mind, I'm like, damn, yo, what period of time throughout the year was it $31.14? I wasn't able to do... The, um, the research for it, but I, I almost died. That's where I was going with it. That's where I was going with it. February. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. I'm like, yo, Super Bowl, I, I, tax season, I bear Thanksgiving, Christmas. I bear witness someone going to get a TV for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I bear witness to that. Yeah. So, again, just so people understand, interest is the annual cost of your loan, right? And all of this stuff is in percentage. APR is the annual percentage rate and APR includes all the other things that's associated with the loan. So for Rent-A-Center, when you go out and you buy the PlayStation that's $400, well, they have uh, um, origination fee, uh, they'll try to sell you a warranty fee, and all these things. You be them pay for whatever product you purchase, piece of uh, furniture, Electronics or whatever, you be them pay for it at least two to three times over before you actually own it. Now, there's no penalty for early repayment, but think about where Renaissance is strategically placed for people to access it, right? It's in the hood. You see, I'm about to say, you see them in Danbury? No disrespect. <laughs> it's in the yeah, Renaissance. Demographically, when you put it in a place where air repair in an area where people are not. Genuinely concerned about reading the fine print or reading anything. Just getting whatever it is. They just instant gratification. Yep. They just want whatever it is. I looked at that's the, the um, that's a that's, that's a sad trait that we have as a people. It ain't just my people. It's people in, in general, general, son. You when want, they started, you when want they, it. You want it now. I want it they today. They introduced the microwave. That introduced the behavior of shit gonna come quick. Instant. I ain't got to wait three three hours for the chicken. Instant. That shit could come in 30 seconds? I looked up different cause um, different states that are affiliated with um, that Renner Center is in. And I think the only state they said that has a regulation based on laws was New Jersey. I think by New Jersey standards, and I want you to actually listen to this. By New Jersey standards, the highest markup that APR-wise that Renner Center could have is 30%. 30%. Now, 30% is pretty high. Hell yeah. But there's some other states that have it higher. There's some there's some people See, free who have people. who have actually purchased products from Renaissance or have dealt with Renaissance to the tune of nine hundred percent. So think about a person going buy a bed for a thousand dollars, pay five dollars a month, five dollars a week, or whatever it is, and before you know it, they've been paid nine grand for the damn bed for a twin size. Yeah, because they paying five because you want to pay five dollars a week, and again. I want to reiterate to people, 
There's circumstances that report have the niggas the better business bureau. <laughs> no, nah, they they they've been reported, and there's state regulatory laws. And like I said, New Jersey. Think about it. If we looking at New Jersey, and we saying New Jersey is thirty percent, and thirty percent is high. So what law allows a, a company to manufacture or govern? They actually, um, they recently implemented. Well, not recently. I think it's been a couple of years now, but they begin to regulate payday loans because people was getting caught with that too. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know also, if you look at your credit card bill really close, when you start talking about cash advances, your interest rate on what you spend by way of credit using your credit card is usually lower than what the actual cash advance limit is. Cash advance limits on cards are usually maybe anywhere from three to 5% higher. I would never recommend anybody taking a cash advance off a credit card unless you absolutely have an emergency and you need to take a cash advance. Yeah, Yeah, that's different. You know, the other thing Don't just do it because you can't wait. Yeah, because you're like, oh, man, I want to get a couple of dollars or whatever. So I'm I'm willing to pay this money back at the rate of 25%. You know, so just something to consider. Rather than going to Rent-A-Center and purchasing a bed for $17 a month, honestly, I'd rather buy the share. For seventeen dollars, because that's a that's a one time fee of seventeen dollars, and the fifty two week um, expectations of it shows that it's going to fluctuate between eleven and thirty two dollars. Your answer to stuff is to yes. <laughs> facts, yeah. Thirty, look, thirty, thirty two, thirty two dollars. Thirty two dollars. What two shares? You what'd, you, what'd you buy? I, I bought the the TiVo and okay. I bought the IBO. The IBO joint right. you talking about? The other joint too. Don't put you on to is um, Myrna. Yeah. Yeah, they working on a COVID, um, how you call it, a, a, um, COVID vaccine. Myrna. The joint cut. We got joint, cut again. The joint that the joint that we um we missed. There's another pharmaceutical company that actually is working on a vaccine too, and it's already went to trial and it's had some positive results. I think over the over today alone, I looked at it. I think it may have went up to probably like from. $40 a share to like 80 some dollars a share in less than a day. Less than a day. Now, it could just be trendy because everything that's going on in the world, but I'm just saying, like, again, if you got $17 and you want to buy a bed from Renner Center, instead of spending that $17 a month and buying that bed, maybe you just take the $17 and put it in the share. Do a Lee Center. Yeah. Then the other, the, um, the other thing I want to say that to me, I look at and I'm like, damn, like, is when people get caught into like these bad car loans. Like I was in a barber shop a couple of years ago, and I, I remember a dude loan. talking about that he had a, a 2017 Honda Accord, and he was like that he paying like 800, 900 dollars a month. Now one, I love Hondas, but to pay 800, 900 dollars a month, I had a neighbor for, paying for eight, Honda eight something for. X was it a BMW, X6, right? X, X6 or X7? Yeah. A car payment was it? Like yeah. eight. $800, $900 for Honda. So That's I crazy. wanted to ask the dude, I'm like, yo, how does that happen? But yeah, the other people were curious. So other, other people asked them too. They was like, yo, you know how that happened? Um, bad credit, interest rate, no money down. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yo, so I did the math on that, right? So if he financed for 48 months, Four years. Right. Four years. He paying forty three thousand. That's without factoring the interest. Forty three thousand dollars for a Honda Accord. Honda Accord. Forty three thousand dollars for a Honda Accord. Wow. Now, to me, again, a Honda is a good car, but I'm you could get this year's Honda Accord 
fully loaded. Yo, some people are still driving an 88 on the code today. <laughs> today, my wife's car, her mom's, it's like an 89. Honda's last forever, though. It's like it got forever. like 900,000 miles. As long as you do the regular maintenance, yo, a Honda lasts But people that people get roped into that again, and like I said, the theme is yeah, instant yeah, yeah, gratification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you hear on the radio, somebody and if, he pay, about, and if he can pay that 800, he paying it exactly. But anyway, <laughs> yo, how many times you turn on your radio and you hear people be like, "Well, um, no down payment if you work, you drive." Yeah, so they try to get you to you automatically approved. Yeah, you automatically approved. Don't worry, if you work, you drive. And people get so caught up in getting in a car, they don't realize. So if a person got an $800 car note and you have whatever your insurance is associated with it, think about how much you actually paying for your transportation a month. Used cars is always my way. My first car was $1,000. It was a Montero Sport Jeep. A Jeep. And I bet you will last you for time, right? The sweetest Jeep I had ever, son. <laughs> and then I went. Then I went to Carfax. Was it Carfax, Carmax? One of the motherfuckers ain't got a Car- oh Carmax. He was a Carmax. The super ain't got something. What I get? Yo, you know what Carmax is? Carmax is the fancy major world. You know that, right? <laughs> so, so Carmax is the fancy major. So world. I, I, I got, I got, I got, I got. It was it was a sick situation with that. But my first car was a Jeep. Go get a used car. Yeah. The coronavirus recently exposed that we have a number. Well, it didn't expose that we have a number of people living check to check because we know in this country, majority of people live check to check. But it did expose that people who are in a higher tax bracket are living check to check. Also, you know, in the NBA, they reported that there were up to 100 or 150 players. That was living check to check. Now, the minimum salary in the NBA right now, $1.4 million. So, one point. That's a full season play. Yeah. You didn't play a full season, so all you might only got was 500 grand, but you've already tricked yourself out. Yo, I'm. So, my question. Hopefully, and and if these. See what I mean? You can't pay none of your mortgage. You probably. You live beyond your means. You live beyond your means. These dudes are probably living vastly beyond their means, though. Like, $1.4 million prorated. And they just recently released, they said that the players are going to get their full That's hard, salary. because these, these young men, they go into this lifestyle, and this being a dream, it's now a nightmare that you would have a situation, unfortunately, which we have on this planet, and it has cut the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It has cut, cut the lifestyle short of so many people. That's disheartening. To be at that bracket too. Mm-hmm. That's just the, yeah. That's you're the, going to the, the league and then you know, at the tail end of the season, this happens. Yeah. Um, that's unfortunate. And, and and but it should also show a lesson. And every every situation like this should prior lesson that save your paper, put your paper aside. Mm-hmm. Don't be so frivolous with it. You know what I mean? Always try to hold something. Mm-hmm. Know know what you're you you know what you're dealing with. This this the rainy day that everybody was talking about. Know like, what you're you dealing with. Know what you, know what your personal costs are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Know what like for me, I have to always keep in mind that I need pharmaceutical care. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta know how much 
either it's blood pressure, whatever those meds are, I gotta make sure that that's in always budgeted in, budgeted yeah. in there. You know what I'm saying? On top of the other things in the seat. You know, you gotta know what you're working when you just. There are times where you wanna ball out and enjoy yourself because you've deserved that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. there's always. That's why I say there's, there's there's multiple streams that you have to you have to keep that in your lifestyle, man. Yeah, we um we put up on Instagram to ask people to DM and tell yeah. us their stories about how you got you know, some people, they huh? Blew a bag, so we got we got ah. a that we are gonna have chime in as it relates to blowing a bag. All right, so we here with Andrea who um actually responded to. The fumbling the bag or blowing the bag <laughs> DM. Andrew, you want to share your experience? Yeah, sure. I definitely fumbled it. I wouldn't consider it blowing that's for sure. Um, so basically, I got in a car accident when I was 16. Um, I was driving to my friend's house. She had a car accident. Whoa. Um, okay. Yeah. So it was a pretty big bag. But I didn't know anything about money, and I didn't know anything about like how I could have money and make money. Let me ask you. So, Let me ask you. How did you initially feel when you seen that number? I felt like, oh my God, through the roof. I was like, I'm going to go buy everything. <laughs> I'm gonna go everywhere. Which is the no which is the normal response. Right? We were just talking about instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm not I felt like I was never gonna have to wear again and I'm not exaggerating when I say that but I was like, yes, like I can quit my job. Nice. <laughs> so it felt great. So what did you what did you you wanna share what you um what you blew the bag on? Yeah, so I feel like I did relatively well for blowing the bag, but I definitely blew it. Um so I went to, like, I traveled a lot. I went to, like, a lot of different, like, countries. I ended up, I bought two cars, but because I got in another car accident with the first car. Wow. So, like, you know, like, I had to pay off that loan um, and then buy another car. And I'm trying to think what else. A lot of, like, unnecessary material stuff, like, clothes I only wore once. Um, like, purses that, like, I don't even carry purses, but, like, I went and bought them. Um, yeah, just, like, stuff. So what, what do you attribute, I guess, what do you attribute fumbling the bag to? What would you say is the reason why you may have blew the bag? Um, I had no, like, I had no knowledge. Like, no one ever taught me about, like, money at all. Um, or, like, what you should be doing with money or, like, what things are, like, actually worth. Right. So, like, buying an apartment building maybe with that money would have been, like, probably smart. And then right. I could have had, like, residual income and there stuff like go. that. Um, but that is... It's not something I learned until I was probably like 25, and at that point, you know, <laughs> it was pretty much gone. <laughs> he was living the dream, baby. He was living yeah. the dream. Yeah, I had like a solid six years of the dream, but then you know it's all gone, and now I'm sitting here like, okay, let me invest. Like in transparency, like I have five thousand dollars left of the bag. Wow. So I just recently put it in a CD, which is low risk. I don't really understand stocks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I'm just like starting there and then hopefully gonna try to like rebuild 
Even a quarter of it would be nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Keep going, man. Keep building, building this further for past one hundred thirty thousand. What's the so? What's yeah. what's what's your what's your what's your um your takeaway? What would you tell people based on your experience that they should know as it relates to money? Um, I don't even I don't know where to find the information of like what things are worth, but like just researching things. Like when you get a lot of money, like research what that money can do. So like right. I wish I understood stocks at an earlier age. That's right. That's something they could could have been teaching in high school instead of business math. Like I didn't know business math. Or trigonometry. <laughs> What'd you say? Or trigonometry. I've never used trigonometry yeah. to factor in anything in my bank account. That's right. Yeah, it's like PEMDAS has never been useful. So like instead of teaching me PEMDAS, like why don't you teach me how to do my taxes? Because even this year I didn't get any taxes back. Mm. I'm not in, you know, I'm in a low tax bracket. And, but it's because I don't know how to do taxes. So this year is like the first year I've learned how to like appropriately do things and claim things and stuff like that. So even that would have been like super helpful back then. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, everything is a learning um, experience. And to your credit, you know, you think about it, you said you had a six year run with it. There are people that are probably would have squandered that money within a year. You so, know, yeah. um, we were we, car, right? Yeah, there, no, right? we, we were just saying that there are people in the NBA, and I don't know if you heard this, that the minimum salary in the NBA is $1.4 million, and there are people living check to check in the NBA. What? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's like really crazy. Yeah, I feel like I didn't, um, that's why when you had posted that, I was like laughing to myself because I don't, I definitely fumbled it because I feel like I have no assets now. So I feel like I got that money and I really didn't do anything with it. And Now what you're talking about is really figuring out how you could have put that money to work and made even more money from it. Yeah, you know. for sure. And also when you get a little bit older, also material items become less appealing. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, but you still want them, I feel like. If I had the 130 still, I might still buy the purse I'm only going to wear one. <laughs> <laughs> I would have invested the other parts no, yeah. Yo, you got to live out your desires, man. Live out your desires, man. Make, just make better decisions. That's <laughs> yeah. All. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thank you, Andrea. I appreciate thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting yeah, you, man. absolutely. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Be well. You too. You too. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. All right, so we here with uh, LaTanya Cologne Harris. What's up, LT? My baby mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, um, That's my queen. Doubt. My better half. But Your also... Pain. That too. Well, I, was, I say that off camera. The, the, off. the cause of your grace. Easy, um, easy. Damn, son. Listen. But look. I take pride in that. Look, I take pride in that. The more important part. That's why I like this. Damn, Janelle. what you've been doing to me on back. The founder and CEO of Harris Hands Community Services. So, um, just a, just a couple of things wanted wanted to ask you. Uh, you want to talk about a little bit about the services that Harris Hands provides? Um, Harris Hands is a nonprofit organization that is based in the Metro New York area. We work with adults and children diagnosed with developmental and intellectual disabilities. We provide various community supports, 
um, ranging from in-home services, teaching goals, teaching um, ADL skills, or um, teaching adults how to become more independent um, in community, um, ensuring that families have uh, has respite, um, which basically will give them some time to take care of their personal needs by making sure that their loved ones are taken care of. We have after school services for the children. Um, we have day services for the adults. I miss that after school, so after school is dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now, you know, we have a we have a various um, amount of community supports. So now let me ask you this, and I and I, full disclosure, I know because the company was started in our living room when we lived in the city. How about that? But um, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? A couple of things. Um, first thing is I wanted to provide additional options for people with special needs. Um, aside from that, I knew that I always wanted to become an entrepreneur. Um, that wasn't my first dream. Um, my first dream was becoming a salon owner. Um, Still entrepreneur. So entrepreneur. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I went to cosmetology school, um, got you know my cosmetology license, and decided to work in a couple of salons. I think, gosh, I think I was like an intern for the first two and got fired like the first day for each one. <laughs> That's when you realize you can't work for nobody. You messed up a perm on the first day, nah, son. Nah, nah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get up in the scout good. Oh, wow. So, you know, it was okay. like, look, we're going to need you to You live and you learn, man. Yeah, you got to get a little bit more you know, skills behind you. But I was young and, you know, I was, you know, immature. So I just was like... Whatever, right, right, you know? right. So, um, you know, I worked in another salon, um, did really well, had a great teacher. But what I realized at that point, working with her, and this is no shade to her, but um, she didn't know how to run a business. There you go. You know, and there's that's a something. To it, man. Yeah, there's a science, there's to, a science to it. Running a business, and I didn't either. So I decided to go back to school um, for business, got my degrees, um, and nice. while I was in school my dreams shifted, you know, because I started working a nonprofit and I was providing case management to people with special needs and that became my passion. Mm. So um, after working for a couple of organizations, um, I decided that I wanted to go into business for myself. I didn't want, I, I got tired of being that person who had to perform for someone else. I didn't want to be that person who had to convince somebody to hire me. Right. Why is it that I'm the best candidate for your job, for your company? Um, how much money are you willing to pay me to do this job? Oh. What time do I need to be here? What time can I leave? Right. When can I go on vacation? So um, I decided that I wanted to you know, shift gears and I wanted to go into working for myself, so I founded Harris Hands Community Services after being unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. man, it's, it's, it's at your despair where you find some of the most, you got that time alone, Absolutely. that's when you're most creative, creative. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the yeah. time, man. So it really just came to a point that I was like, you know what, I'm tired of being on this side of the job market, right. looking for a job, that's having right. to get dressed up, and convincing someone why I should, or why they should hire. Your worth, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's one of the beauties of the, um, the company that I think that 
I really like. You know, not only the fact that we have opportunity to provide services to individuals with disabilities, which to me is like one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done, but also the fact that we have the ability to give opportunities to people, you know, and I got a staff out of Harlem. Yeah. And I remember um, one of our staff saying to me before, she was like, you know, I'm so proud to work for you guys because this is a black owned agency. And I look in here, I come in here and I see you guys. And she was like, I tell, and this is, this sounds crazy to even say, but she was like, you know, I went home, I told my mom, older woman, 50 some years old, you know, my boss wear Yeezys or, or whatever. <laughs> and it's different because in our industry, most of the, um, the CEOs, the founders, executive directors, deputy oh, executive like directors this. or whatever, are usually white, I older don't, I don't men. I don't presume your employer is culturally related to you. Like, yeah. yeah. Where's the, what I wear? Yeah. Uh, the people in our roles don't look like us. That's right. And I remember working at a larger agency, and it's one thing I, I used to notice. My team was on a specific floor. The other teams were on a specific floor. But that executive level... Nobody was getting on that floor. Right. You had to be invited there. Yeah, so you, your pass, yeah, you, what they call it, the fobs. Your fob couldn't get, you yeah, couldn't get in there. Yeah, so. you wouldn't, no, 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 you had to have been invited there. <laughs> Did we invite, who invited you here? Still Is that, okay, how long you need to be? Okay, you go back to your own floor now. Right. You know, and really, if you really think about it, it was really important to me that we were able to give people who look like us the opportunity to be on that executive floor. There you go. You know, so I That's want, right. I, I remember being a young mother, you know, mm -hmm. and having to try to make ends meet, you know. I remember Shannon, you know, walking to work, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, there, I, I want people who look like me to be able to advance like me. And this was really the only way that we were going to get into that role. That's you know, we had to actually do it. You talk about the pros. What's the cons of being an entrepreneur? Woo! I don't care what anybody says about somebody being a boss. That's right. Tell the truth, baby. You <laughs> never get a day off. Hmm. <laughs> My job does not start at 9. It does not end at 5. Because the people who we work their lives don't start at nine and end at five. Oh, that's right. You know, and if you actually, if you think about it, even a person who owns a clothing store, a sneaker store, anything like that, if their employees don't come and open up those doors, nobody, nobody's sneakers are getting, you know, getting sold that that's day. Right, right. You know, ain't no bundles. <laughs> nobody's weaves, nobody's bundles are getting sold. None of that stuff is happening. But it's always our job as the boss to make sure things roll. That's right. You know, from the for real, for real, nobody's stopping my money. You know, if I have to come in the morning, clean the bathrooms, drive the vans, which I can't even see over, Listen, you know, the, 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 the front of, That's if right. I have to, you know, put air in the tires, if That's I have right. to go and, you know, work with a client, I, I do the cha-cha slide, you know, I, I entertain, if I have to watch somebody's kid at yeah. home. It's gonna be done because yeah. it has to be done. You know, we need a we need a TV show, the real family hustle. Yeah, it's for real, for real. You know, if if you run an operation, absolutely. Man. If you would record or even think about Shannon's role that he's played in the organization, mm -hmm. we'll come in the morning and Shannon will have to get out of our car and go jump in the van and go pick up twelve people. Right. You know, that's and right. that's really what it is. Because at the end of the day, we we can't stop. 
Mm-hmm. And we won't stop. Nah, you know, that's, like, you just that's say what we talked about. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> we can't stop. We won't stop. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But that's, that's, how, that's how you made it. Because it's all about the Benjamins. See, that's how you made it. Extra plug in there. Extra plug in there. You know? But, nah, you got to be efficient when you're running an operation. You got to have your team set. You got to know what people are doing. And you got to make sure everyone is doing their job, man. And if you got to jump in and get your hands dirty, it's just what you do, man. Yeah. Keep things going, man. I, I would say, uh, I mean, there's a couple of... That's perfect, perfect segue. What's the Ooh. lesson learned? What would you tell people who aspire to start their own business? I think, like, I always try to encourage... Young people, I always try to encourage people who, you know, aspire to have ambition to start their own company to do it. You know, you, I didn't, I didn't have any money when I started this agency. I started with one client, you know, and I built from there. You don't have to have a business loan to start most companies. You know, you don't have to have, you know, that's, that's really it, you know, but I would say really understand that if this is something that you're going to do, you got to put 200% into it. That's right. You know, it's this, it's, there's no sleeping. That's right. And I have plenty of sleepless nights, you know, and that's just really it. Like there's no, there's no vacation without my laptop going with me. I've been on. Yeah, I got to stay on top of it. Yeah, I've been (laughs) on resorts doing payroll, you know, because nobody wants to hear I didn't oh, get my check. I didn't get, oh, yeah, I understand, you know, you was partying or you was no sunbathing. No, where's my money? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see direct deposit. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't um, in there. Where yeah. you at? Son? And I'm on a clock, like, oh, right. I gotta get this done, you know. So I would say that, you know, if you have a dream, if you have a vision, I mean, yes, you know, we're, you know, supervisors or we're bosses or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not gonna say that, you know, there's not a role for everyone in a company, but. You don't have to settle. You know, work. You say know, it again. Say it again. You, you don't. don't have to. You don't have to settle. You don't have to. You know, settle for being. You know, a, a, a salesperson. You don't have to settle for being an administrator. I think, assistant. like we talked about earlier, not to cut your wisdom, but that's what most people people come to work because they just go on to work. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't know they got benefits. They don't know these different things because. I get my check at the end of the day. And I'm going it. home. Yeah, and you, you know, don't want spy to one. There's a right. there's a role for people like there's that. Some people don't want that responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget when I was in school. This young lady said, "I don't want to be an entrepreneur." She was like, "I want to have a role. I want to start work at nine. I want to be done at five, and I want to go home. And I don't have to think about my job until nine the next morning." Mm. And I. Some she days she got that set in stone, right? There. Yeah, yeah, and this was That's young. It. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna be like, I'm, I'm gonna be a boss. And right now, I'm just like, dang, it's six o'clock in the morning. We gotta get up. God dang, sure. why is why is the sun still down? Like we left the morning in, in the morning, the sun was down. Yeah, yeah. Why is it that it's still dark? It's still dark. <laughs> you know, and we have even to after you've been at the spot two hours, it's still dark. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's been plenty of times where you know you have you have to you know step in and do, but. You know, it, there's you don't have to you don't have to settle. If it's something that you want to do, even if it's doing on the side, you know, you build while you're working. Right. You know, I, I worked for an organization for a year while I built my organization. You know, and when <laughs> when they found out, but you know, you know, they overall, found out because you're not supposed to have ownership. You're supposed absolutely. to be supposed to stay at work. Yeah, and and I guess I so. from from the, being on the other side of it, I get it. 
you know, now I get it. But ultimately speaking, there's so many opportunities and so many ways to make money legally, you know, right. but it's just a matter of putting yourself out there right. and not being scared. You know, we as people have to stop settling for what they give us. That's right. You know, um, talk that talk. Man. Anything else you want to share? Um, I, I think the only thing that I do want to share, and I, I think this is probably. I might, might not have the show after this, but I'm just going to say it. Now throw it out there. Nah, we do <laughs> one of them shows. We them shows, bro. We giving you everything, son. One thing that I think people really have to realize is everybody wants the title, but nobody wants the job. The responsibility associated with it, yeah. Just everybody want, they want the title of being a boss. There's more to being a boss than just the title. Yes, you know, then getting the key fob. You got, you know yeah. what I'm saying, yo. You yeah. got to put the work in, man. Yeah. I used, to, I used to tell my staff, like, listen. You got to put. If the y'all work hear in. my stilettos clicking down the hall, you hear those keys jangling, and the, and, the, and the lights go out, that means it's over. I'm yeah. done. I'm done. <laughs> so I used to test it every so often. Like, ah, damn. There she goes. <laughs> there she oh, goes. Twelve nice. years later, we still here. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank great you information, to, man. I appreciate you. To come here, to come and talk about it. You know, I, um, I had shared with people before, one of the things that's, that to me is inspiring is like actually seeing a minority woman business owner, which is something that I think that now starting to get more, it's becoming more prominent in the, um, in the country. And I think that a lot of these organizations, as you're saying, is predominantly dominated by white men. So to have mm-hmm. a woman, you know, a woman in that position, I think is just refreshing. You know, there are, there are lots of young ladies, and we have a daughter also that can look up to you and aspire and be like, damn, you That's know, it. like, I, I can, so I can, yeah, I, I can build something, I can do something on my own, and it's I appreciate possible. that. It's possible. I'll honestly say, if, if I was able to do it, anybody can do it. Can do it. That's right. Anybody. I don't fit in those executive meetings. I'm the, you right, know, the meet type. I'm, I'm, I'm a little short, dark-skinned girl with the stilettos and, you know, face from the face beat to the gods and, you know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of you know, shaking my head and all that. And everybody yeah, else yeah, is sitting yeah, there in yeah, seer yeah. sucker suits, That's right. you know, Sears 70 sucker, years old. Sucker, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm oh. you know. Well, thank listen, you. man. Appreciate you're your welcome. time, baby. You're welcome. Appreciate it, man. Alright, so yeah, so Rob, we here now on the line. We got Shantae Seward from the Seward Agency. Shantae, you want to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about the agency that you have and the services that you provide? Yes, hi, my name is Shantae. The business name is the Seward Agency. Um, I can be So what I know you shared with me that you recently relocated and moved from New Jersey down to um, to the Carolinas, to South Carolina. What inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Though? Um, I have been in corporate America, obviously, for over 20 years, and I just kind of watched everything and always learned that I was working way too hard to make other people millionaires. So I had been in insurance for about 15 years, and I kind of just studied it and watched it and realized that I could cut out the middle person and just kind of do it for myself. So about 
two years ago, June to be exact, will be two years ago. I just went out on my own and been doing it ever since. Congratulations. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Congratulations. What do you, because I, I you know, I, I realize, you know, I, and I share with you, my wife and I, we're business owners also, and she was just talking to us also right. about her experience as a minority woman business owner. What would you say are some of the pros and cons of being an entrepreneur? Okay, so some of the pros that I like, um, I'm able to set my own schedule. You know, I make my own rules. Um, I'm able to work from home when I need to. Most importantly, one of the biggest things I wanted to be able to do was to create jobs for my children, leave a legacy, you know. You don't yeah. have to wait for a corporation to give them a job. Right, right. Um, and Generational you know, like wealth. I'm to be honest with you. Yes, right, right. So those are the pros, but the cons are, you know, when you're starting out, you have to expect to work really long hours. You know, you're not getting a steady paycheck like when you first leave corporate America. Right. Um, you may not have benefits, you know. And then sometimes you may become discouraged or doubt yourself. But, you know, the pros outweigh the cons to me. So you just have to kind of work through them and, you know, you'll be okay. Yeah. What are, the, some, what are some of the lessons you learned along the way? Like, what would you tell other people that are aspiring to be an entrepreneur? Um, some of the lessons I've learned, first and foremost, I would say, you know, it's not an easy road. You know, a lot of times you have the determination. Things may look like it's not going to work out, but just keep moving forward. What's that? Keep What's that? All the dodge? That all the dodge? Nothing worth having comes easy. Right. But it's very easy to be, become discouraged. And I right. would say surround yourself. That's with right. like-minded people, people that are successful, uplifting, That's encouraging. Right. That's um, right. Study your craft. You know, there you go. you're doing, get all your information, and you know, just go forward. Just never stop. You know, and I'm like, for me, I've been in insurance almost 20 years, but every day I'm learning new lessons, nice. being an entrepreneur. You know, and connecting with people that I like to be with people that around people that are super successful. I always say, if I'm the top of my circle, I need a new circle. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's very important, being around people that going to push you and encourage you to do more and want more. That sound like a recipe to success to me, bro. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, I was, I was sharing with Rob that, you know, in our company, we have over 100 employees. And out of the 100 right. employees that we have, probably about 10% actually take advantage of the benefits that are available to them. You know, and the sad thing about it is before I used to also say like, okay, it's the, it's the younger staff, but it's across the board. It's not only the younger staff. There are people who also won't even take advantage of benefits that are 100% paid by us as the employer. Um, you know, you've been in the industry now for 20 years. You have experience doing it. What do you recommend as a starter life insurance policy for people that may not have a lot of money, but recognize or know that they need life insurance? For me personally, I would always tell someone, because that's one of the biggest objections I get to. People say, well, I can't afford to have life insurance. And You can't afford I, not to have life insurance. For <laughs> real, sir. Nowadays. That's conversation that, you know, for some reason, I don't know why people aren't ready to have that conversation, but people don't realize you can purchase life insurance for as little as $20 a month. 
Mm. You know, you can get to a term policy. And what that means is um, it ha- actually has a term. So the policy may only last 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. But one of the great things about term policies, you can buy a huge amount of insurance for very little. So now is so that is that called life insurance term policy? It is a term policy. So okay. when you have life insurance, you have different type of policies you can purchase. Policies, whole life policies. Oh. It's a wide range of there different policies. But just for someone in general that may say, you know what, I know I need to have it right now. It's tight. I just, you know, can't really afford you know, a huge policy that I need something, God forbid something happens to me, you know, to protect my home, protect That's my home. Right. You literally buy like a $100,000 policy for $20. And if you're young, like in your 20s, you can probably buy 500000 for even less than that. Look at that. Wow. You know, so it, it ranges. It goes on right. your health, it goes on your age, and it goes on the amount of insurance you want to purchase. And sadly, most of my clients calling are old and sick now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they're old, they're sick, and they're worried now. So now it's like, oh, I need to get something. But that's the most expensive it's ever going to be for you. Yeah, because you probably have pre-existing conditions you consider high risk. And the insurance company is probably thinking. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The insurance company is probably thinking, like, we probably collect $1,000 from you. And then end up with a payout of 500000 yeah. And even if you're even if you're totally healthy, they use the mortality table. So you can be totally healthy, but if you're 65, the chances of you dying before someone that's 20, you know, that that's how they're going to rate it. They're going to mm. say, okay, you're 65 years old, you may have 20 more years to live. So now we got to base this rate on only accepting a premium for you for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Where if you took it around to someone that's 20, you may have 30, 40 years to pay into your policy. Yeah. So you do yeah. you you do um you do life insurance you do car insurance as well right? Yes, I do car insurance. I do homeowners insurance, um, which include homeowners, rental properties. Um, if you are a renter yourself, you know you should have coverage as well. Um, I do life insurance, business insurance. I do every kind of insurance there is pretty nice. much. Nice. Good stuff, man. Nice. Well, I appreciate you checking in with us and sharing your experience. You want to plug your plug your agency again? You know, give the name, how they can get in contact with you, and give your um give your ID your IG too. Hi. Okay. So the name of the business is the Seward Agency, which is S E W A R D Agency. That's the IG name, Facebook name. Once again, the email is the Seward Agency at hotmail.com. You can call me directly at 803-834-5579. Once again, I do service in North, New Jersey, and South Carolina. Nice. Thank you. Thanks, Shante, for coming on. God bless you, baby. Now, thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome, man. Right. You guys have a great weekend. You too. You too. Enjoy. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that we're joined by Sharnay Fair from Westchester Barber Academy. You want to tell us um, just the, the, the name, the full name of your business and the services you provide? Sure. My name is Sharnay Fair. I'm the executive director and founder of Westchester Barber Academy. Westchester Barber Academy consists of four different quadrants. One, we go to places where people are confined to a space and we have site contracts. So either we'll deliver our services in one of two ways. One, we'll go to like a nursing home and cut like 30 people all in one day, or we 
recovering at some of the local high schools, the juvenile detention facilities, the correctional facilities. Rikers Island and ACS are two of our biggest clients. So we actually teach them how to cut hair to just kind of prick their interest a little bit. So if they want to pursue something, you know, because when you get out of your situation, a lot of these doors are closed. So if you want to pursue a career in barbering, we help transition them over to that. Second way that we function is uh, our barbershop right there in Mount Vernon. And then right next door to the barbershop, we have the barber school. So a lot of people out here, like at least 90, 85, 90% of barbers out here are unlicensed. And these are people that have been cutting here for like decades. You know, so we actually help people through the process. So when we teach at these these different institutions, these correctional facilities, these high schools, uh, how to be a barber, we actually... Uh, they can finish off the process by coming to our school. We get them licensed, teach them a trade, and then when it's all said and done, right, if, right. The, if the students are really outstanding, outstanding, we can give them a job. That's what's and going on. We have Westchester Barber Academy Foundation, in which you know we partner with with other barber shops, and um, right. you know we just want to grant with Public Health Solutions, and we and we uh, uh, adopted about six barber shops in the New York, New York City metro area. And we train the barbers to become health ambassadors, match them up with different clinics, local clinics, so that the barbers train their customers on on HIV prevention, hypertension, you know, um, uh, diabetes, everything. I love it, man. You give, you give, yeah, giving back to the the hood. It's the full gamut, man. Giving back to the hood. I appreciate that it's bigger than just a haircut, you know, like giving people an opportunity um, to, to learn a skill, to get licensed. You know, teaching them how to fish for themselves. And then, you know, the community work, like, yo, that's to be commended. I appreciate that, man. And learn Thank something you, about man. themselves, man. Learn something about their health and the health of others, man. That's that's dope right there, B. Thank yeah. you, man. What inspired you to become an entrepreneur? You know, it's funny. Like, you know, you and I went to high school together. So, um, you know, I grew up broke. <laughs> I grew up in the hood. And uh, everybody was like, you know... I heard, I really paid attention as the youngest of seven children, I really paid attention because I couldn't change anything about my my position in the family. So it taught me naturally, it taught me patience. So now I was the cat that was just watching and I looked at life as an obstacle course. I looked at, you know, if there's six people ahead of me, you know, then my time needs to be the best time because I watched six people do the same thing. So people were like, you know, you should go, I heard on one hand, I heard, you know, go to college. The other hand, I heard, get a trade. I was like, yo, I'm doing both. <laughs> Cover all bases. Cover all bases. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be broke again, and I wanted to make sure that I had some money coming in. So while we were in high school, you know, actually my last year in high school, I took up barbering, you know, and, um, you know, and, and uh, within six months, I was on the customers and then uh, went to uh, went to college and was really killing them with six dollar haircuts and barber quality and everything so you know for me it was always like i had um i had both lanes right so if you think of it in these terms i've treated i've treated my 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 education like my main chick and my 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 trade my trade like a side piece (laughs) (laughs) because i had more respect for my education that's where your skills are. Always held me down. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So, so now I figured out a way to actually make them blend together. 
You're a polygamist. <laughs> You're a polygamist. What's the Official. what's the what's the um you know the pros and cons from your opinion to being an entrepreneur? I know we always we always chop it up. I tell you about the stuff we got going on at the business. You share about the things that you have going on. But for the people, yeah. what would you say are the pros and cons? So the pros and cons is you got to be disciplined for everything. Discipline is the cornerstone of success. So if you're not disciplined. If you're not punctual, if you don't honor your own word to yourself, you know, that's going to be one of the worst things that you can do. Because if you think about being an entrepreneur, think of it like hunting. you got to catch, kill, clean, cook your yeah, food, yeah. and eat it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So unless you are disciplined in that process, right. you know, it, it could be a bad thing. But here's the thing. When you master all of that, there's no one to tell you, hey, you're hunting too much. Right. Yeah, you can do what you want. And if you if you think about it during um during the civil during actually segregation, you know, we did business with each other because we had no choice. Choice. Yeah. Right. And and our communities thrived. That's right. Right. And and and, you know, you think about Tulsa, Oklahoma, and everything. And yo, a crazy a crazy fact about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yo, the money stayed in their community 36 to 100 times before it left. Yeah. Right. That means that money stayed in their community almost a year yeah. before it left out their community. So. And that's yeah, why I thrive. And, and now, and now, in the Jewish community, the, the dollar recycles about 17 times. How in about that? In the black community, it goes in and it goes out. That's it. Yeah. Less than 18 hours. So I personally think, you know, not to get too too far off topic, but this is a good good topic to, to talk about. You know, when it comes to our dollars, we we we're concerned about how everybody's treating us and doing this to us, but we 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 empower our our oppressors. Yeah, we so, spend our money with anybody, and they don't have to give us anything for it. Our 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 our, our culture is Gucci, B. Gucci and Louis Vuitton. That's our culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight paper. And, and, and if you Think about the process. Like it, it, it's really, it's really ridic- ridiculous. Like we've adopted this American society where you where it's wasteful, right? If you think about the process of of eating a fruit, let's say you're eating an orange or something like that. Like we we eat that orange and we throw away the seeds and and throw away the skin, everything. But there's nothing that goes to waste. Like right. you can re- if you replanted the seeds, you get you more for orange. Time, yeah. You And not only that, and if and if you use the peel for compost, you ain't gotta worry about growing the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually boil the peel for fragrance. For fragrance. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. What would you what, what would you say is the cons of being a business owner? Um, it's, so it's it's so that's a tough question for me because I've been on both sides, right? And me me working for somebody helped me develop that discipline. To right. be a boss. That's right. Right? So, um, if you, kind of being a business owner is like, listen, like I said, you got to catch, kill, clean, cook, then eat your food. Right? Yeah. So, if you, you can't have days where it's like, yo, you know what? I don't feel like doing that. You know? If you're not passionate about what it is that you're doing, you know, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And then on top of that, as a business owner, not only does your family depend on you, but you have other people who employees. We were just saying that. Too. Yeah. So if you, if you if you get lax, guess what? You got a lot of people 
Yeah, we were t- we were just we just just talking about that, you know, for um for our company, we have over 100 employees and you know, it's one thing for us to provide a service to the actual individual that we provide the services to, but I also look at it that we provide a service to the staff too. Like we've given a lot of people opportunities that at the end of the day, every other Thursday when it comes time to get paid, they're checking their um, bank account like, all right, I'm waiting for the direct deposit to hit from Harris Hands Community Services. And if that direct deposit don't hit, that impacts people's livelihood. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So it's definitely a lot of responsibility associated with it. What would you say are some of the lessons learned that you've you've experienced from being a business owner? You know, um, I think, like I said, I think everything that, that I've been through and everything that I've done has prepared me for this moment. So, um, regardless of, of, of what it is, so, so let me tell you, so for me, college, what college did for me was I had to master things that I had no interest in and I had to present it in a way that I had a genuine interest in, in it, right? So you read in textbooks, everything, doing presentations, and I'm half, half or not interested in this stuff at all. Mm-hmm. So now with that Dating us, you dating us. <laughs> <laughs> the internet existed when we was alive. Yeah, we was here, we was here, so. <laughs> It was on dial up. It took a long time to get on, but it was there. For real, for real. So, so, refresh, tell me your question again. I actually forgot. Um, just some of the lessons learned that you feel that you, you know, lessons you learned as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, uh, personalities, dealing with persons or people, yeah. is always going to be the Right. You have your lane of what it is you do for a living um, and, and how your company operates. But the biggest thing that you need to learn is how to deal with people, how to meet people where they are. And, you know, being a boss is not necessarily, you know, bossing people around. It's empowering yeah. people to do their best. It's not just being a dictator, man. Exactly. Because here's the thing. It goes back to the old question. Do you want to be liked or do you want to be respected? You actually need both. Because here's the thing. When you respect it, people are not going to cross a certain line because That's right. they know the consequences. That's right. But when you like, people are going to step up for you without yeah. you even asking yeah. them. And run through, run through, run through a hoop of fire, run into a abandoned building for you because they believe in your exactly. your, your vision. You're on the front line, so. If I had to pick one, I'd say you know just understanding people and the dynamics of people. All right. right, and then lastly, before I let you go, I want to ask you this question because we have, we've we've asked people. You have an experience. Have you ever blown a bag? Have you ever got a got a substantial amount of money, a check or something like that, and be and like, just man, blew I, just, it. I just misappropriated that money? I mean, yeah. I mean, um, at, at some point, you know, depending on on, on how, how how old I was, you know, right, I right. Things, especially growing up broke, you do things that's gonna satisfy you right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it doesn't necessarily have to have long term effects. But if you blow that back enough. You know, here's the thing. It's like the law of attraction, though, right? When you have it, it's easy to attract it. When you don't have it, it's like hell hard. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know, and, you got con- to concentrate hard, like, oh, shit, I got to eat. Yeah, i give you three examples, right? When you got a job, it's easy to get a job. 
Mm-hmm. All right, when you ain't got no job, hella hard to get a job. Oh, when you got money, it's easier to attract money. When you ain't you got, got no money, money it's hella hard. <laughs> when you're in a relationship, it's easy to attract the opposite gender. When you're not in a relationship, He's struggling. <laughs> Struggle is real, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know ain't lying, bro. I firmly believe that everybody at some point in the time, you could you could blow one bag, but if you, you should blow that one bag and then learn from that experience. That if you bag. blow a number of bags, then you're you just, just a black yeah, boy. So yeah, you just, you just so you you're like wasting irresponsible. money. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, you want to do things that, that's going to set you up to win. Like, that's right. That, you All know, day. You want to, if you want, if you want splurge, if you want to get something that's, that's not necessarily, that's, that's a want versus a need, get that with your extra money. You know what I'm saying? If you got a nine to five, pay your bills with, with your nine to five money. If you want splurge on something, hey, maybe something frivolous, you get, get an extra hustle so that you can compensate Finance for that. that. Yeah. You don't have to take from, from your, your, your nine to five. Your everyday money. hustle, yeah. that's right. Before you get off real quick, plug, um, Plug the barbershop. Tell them how people get in contact with you. Yes, sir. Thank you. You can go on www.westchesterbarberacademy.org. You can also go on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, also, Westchester Barber Academy. Um, we host the Barber Hour every Friday at 6 p.m. where we help you self-groom. So, look us up. Appreciate I need to get on that self grooming too, brother. I got to get in there, so I'm gonna get on next Friday, son. No, six o'clock. Hold on, you about you about to come on in a minute. Yo, I appreciate you. I'm proud of you, man. I like to see you doing this. Yo, the salute, things. bro. Yo, likewise, man. Yes, sir. All right, well, I talk to you soon, man. Peace, man. Yo, so so there you have it. You heard from three different entrepreneurs about their experience as it relates to starting a business and pros and entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I really think that this is this was a dope episode. Just hearing people's experience and talking about the money, and, and you know, I know it's something, especially in our community, that people don't provide a lot of education as it relates to finances. So the fact well, like that people want to do this is is wonderful to me. All the conversation, you know what I'm saying, the conversation about money is usually who owe you money. Not how can we make money, mm-hmm. and usually when and when it goes when it gets to the point of how can we make money, people shy away from it. You know what I'm saying? People don't want to deal with certain people. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the the stigma is, we got to come out of these stigmas and start learning how money is used. Not just so much of requiring it. You can have all the money in the world and still be a miserable fucking person <laughs> and not know what to do with it. And then you look at some people who have no money. Yeah. We ain't worrying about money, but live some of the happiest lives. But use money as a tool. Use it's, money to open work. doors, make something, build something, share something, open up an opportunity for mm-hmm. someone, open up an opportunity for yourself, start something passionately, whether it's barbering, gardening, helping people, helping out the Lord's less fortunate. Money has a means of opening up a lot of doors, man. Yeah, the common theme from all the entrepreneurs though everybody talked about which to me was dope was just about like opportunity not not only about themselves but opportunities for other, for other people That's right? right so to hear people talk about that I really appreciate it well you know we have to be of service man we gotta be of service to one another man so yeah. So there you have it, episode five. Episode Dead five, presidents. We're probably president. gonna have to come back and do like a sequel to this because I know there's plenty of Fuck other people. Thomas Jefferson. Who, I don't like Thomas who, Jefferson. Who, who probably wanna wanna talk about that. Bastard ass is on a two dollar bill. Right. So do the knowledge. Like, like the podcast. Comment. 
you know, subscribe to us. You can reach us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. You know, we all in there, baby. Thank you for listening. Appreciate y'all. Peace.